With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. And it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for the Chronicles of Nania as we continue our preview of free agency. Next week will be the final edition because obviously the legal tampering period will begin the week after that. But this week we're going to get into a group that all Jets fans should pay very close attention to because the team may very well spend a fair amount of resources on it. That is edge rusher. We're also going to talk about linebackers as well. Michael Nania of JetsXFactor.com, resident stat geek and co-founder, joins me as always. Michael, what's going on, buddy? We're getting really close, about two weeks away from free agency here. So um, things are going to heat up pretty soon. The quarterback rumors are heating up. So a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. This, this has gone by pretty quickly these past few months, really. There's been a lot of interesting stuff to keep the news flowing. So Looking forward to everything actually going down pretty soon. I'll be honest with you, though, Michael. I wish the Jets would have a boring offseason for once because they're good and they don't need to make all these splashy moves like hiring a new coach and all these rumors about free agency in the draft. It would be nice if they were a good team. And a way to get to that is to shore up the edge rusher position 
Obviously, we're still waiting to see exactly what happens at quarterback and a bunch of other spots. But if they can improve at edge rusher, it will help out this defense a lot and go a long way towards this team starting to turn the corner. There are some interesting names on this free agent list, Michael. Some of them may ultimately end up getting franchise tag, but I want to talk about a couple of the top guys on this list here. Trey Hendrickson, who has gotten a lot of attention especially in circles around the Jets because of the fact that he seems to be on paper at least a really good fit for this defense. Then you've got Bud Dupree who had some eye-popping numbers before he got injured but not the best in terms of run defense. Same thing with Leonard Floyd. Kerry Hyder, who should be an excellent fit in this defense because we know he really played well for Robert Sala last year. Let's go through these names. Who would be in the top tier? So I think the obvious best player is definitely Shaq Barrett. He led the league in pressures this year. He was near the top uh, the year before. He's been amazing for the Buccaneers over the past couple of years, but he is definitely going to get a very big deal if he doesn't get franchise tagged by the Bucs. Um, probably the biggest of anyone on this market, and he might not be a scheme fit for this team. He is the type of player who's good enough to where if you can get him, you probably mold your scheme to him rather than the other way around. But he is an outside linebacker, and the Jets are probably going to be looking for more four three ends, five techniques, who play with their hands in the dirt, sort of like Nick Bosa, Gary Hyder, Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, those kind of guys. Uh, then a Shaq Barrett type who essentially plays the same type of game as Jordan Jenkins and Terrell Basham did, and those guys aren't scheme fit. So he might not be a fit, but he's as good as it gets in this market for sure. But there are a few really good um i would hesitate to call them elite just because they haven't done it long enough but they were elite this past season a few very good four three ends the jets can look at and to me the top three guys are clearly carl lawson romeo okwara and trey hendrickson those three guys were elite pass rushers this season lawson only had five sacks but his pressure numbers uh he was fourth among edge rushers and pressures okwara was right behind him at fifth so those two guys put up big pressure numbers Hendrickson wasn't as high in pressures he was 21st but he also didn't play that much he was only 44th in pass rush snaps he sort of had a limited role for the Saints he only played slightly over half of their snaps so he wasn't a full-time player but he was very efficient with those snaps obviously the 13 and a half sacks that tied him with Aaron Donald for second in the league and that is probably a little bit it it definitely is misleading in terms of how good he is. He's not the second best pass rusher in the league, but he was very good in, in terms of his efficiency. So with Hendrickson, there's probably some projection in terms of can he have a full-time role? Can he maintain this production? He only had, uh, I believe, six and a half sacks in his career prior to this past season. And his pressure numbers were good, but not close to where they were this past season. Uh, so there is some projection projection with him, but Lawson and Okora. I do like those two guys quite a bit. Lawson has been, he's put up in terms of his pressure, his pressure rate, the efficiency at which he produces pressure. He's been elite his entire career. He's just barely played because of injuries. And also the Bengals use him in sort of a limited way over his first few seasons, but he was healthy this year. They played him on in a starter's role and he put up superstar numbers, fourth most pressures at the position. Uh, Okwara is a little bit more of a one-year wonder. He was, wasn't as productive as Lawson was over his career to date, but this was a legitimately good season. He has great technique. Um, he's a very, he's a technician. These they win in different ways. Lawson is more of a strength, uh, a power, pure power sort of guy. He's a great bull rush. Uh, he's some good inside moves. He could also bend the edge 
a very good athlete on the edge. And Okora is not the greatest athlete, but he's a very good technician who has great hands and a lot of different moves he can win with. But both these guys, however they win, they were top five pressure producers. Hendrickson wasn't as close in terms of total pressures, but extremely efficient. Sacks are a little misleading, but he's still very good. And they're all in their primes, too. All these guys are going to be, all three of them are going to be 26 when the season begins. They're all good fits in a 4-3 scheme. Uh, so these are three guys who I think you you want to be wary about overpaying them. But this is, we're talking about edge rushers in their prime who were elite this past season. You're going to have to pay up if you want one of these guys. So it will be interesting to see if the Jets and Joe Douglas are willing to do that um, because we know Douglas showed he sort of, or at least last offseason, he was frugal with his money. Uh, but this is a position where the Jets have a big need. These guys are scheme fits. They're in their primes. They were great last year. They're going to get paid, and the Jets are going to have to probably overpay in that 15 plus million dollar per year range if they want to get them most likely. So we'll be interesting to see if they do that, but uh, you gotta, you gotta um, back up the truck. If you want an edge rusher in their prime, who's very good, who pass, who can pass rush at a high level. And these three guys can do that. Should say, I didn't even mention Shaq Barrett off the bat because I assume that Tampa is not going to let him get away, but I shouldn't make that assumption because you never know when it comes to this time of year. One guy that stuck out to me that you talked about here in your article at JetsXFactor.com as being very underrated is Tyus Bowser. Could that be a target for the Jets? Bowser is an interesting one because whether or not you label him as an edge or a linebacker, it's sort of... he. He played um, outside linebacker for the Ravens where he was he kind of had one of the most balanced blends of any defender in the league in terms of both uh, both rushing the passer and dropping into coverage. So he is a guy who could be a really good fit as sort of that Sam linebacker in the four three playing on the strong side. He could drop down and rush for you if you need him to. But he's also athletic enough to drop into coverage. And that's sort of his appeal. His coverage was really solid for the Ravens this past season. And the Jets need a lot of that. It's a linebacker position. And we'll talk more about the pure off-ball inside linebackers next. But Bowser's sort of in that tweener range where he can brush off the edge. He does it quite a bit. But he's also covering a lot as well, more so than pretty much any other edge rusher, if you want to consider him that. So he's sort of a tweener between those two things. But really balanced game this past season. His run defense was great. Uh, He put up pressure at a very efficient level. Isn't much of a pass rush winner and his pass rush grade is pretty low uh he wasn't didn't have a ton of double teams got a lot of favorable matchups but he is a guy who uses his athleticism to get wins as a rusher at an inefficient rate so bowser a really versatile piece who could be a good fit in this defense the two ravens pass rushers are interesting because you expect matthew judon to get a lot of money but he's not a pin your ears back and just go after the quarterback type of guy he's more of a complete football player very good but I don't know that he's the home run hitter the Jets are looking for. Do they want to pay a guy like that $17 million a year? And Yannick Ngakwe, here's somebody who really did himself a disservice by not signing a long-term contract last year because now I think he's either going to have to take a lot less money or sign some sort of one-year prove-it deal to then try and put himself back out on the market the way that Dante Fowler did a couple of years ago. I wonder if Ngakwe ends up being a much bigger bargain because of his lack of production relative to what he had done the rest of his career last year. Ngakwe is a really interesting case 
because if he's a guy who a couple years ago, if you're talking after the 29, after the 2018 season is probably a clear top 10 at top 10 edge rusher. He was getting tons of strip sacks. His pressure rates were really high. He was a superstar, but past couple of years, he's sort of fallen off a little bit. And even though he's a guy who you watch him, he's so much bend explosion, versatile package of moves, but past couple of years, he's fallen off. The sack numbers haven't changed much eight sacks each of the past two seasons. Um, but his pressures, his quarterback hits have fallen way down. Um, so that's definitely concerning. He's fallen off the past couple seasons this past year, half of it with the Vikings, half of it. Uh, well, six games, the Vikings and nine with the Ravens and with neither team, he was really that destructive as much as he used to be. So he's a guy who, like you said, if you can get him on a one year prove it deal, there's a lot of upside there. If you're going to sign him to a long term deal to be the player he once was, there's some risk because this past season and in 2019, he wasn't the guy that he used to be. His run defense is also a big question. He consistently puts up very bad numbers in that phase. So you really need to get the superstar pass rush production out of him for him to be a positive impact player. Uh, he does have scheme versatility, which is good. He can play defense vent, he can stand up, and he can play both sides. But uh, past couple of years, he fell off a little bit. So teams will have to be a little bit cautious with him. And there could be a risk if he gets a big contract. And in terms of Judon, he's an, uh, he's kind of similar to Bowser in terms of he's got a versatile game. He can cover for you. He's not necessarily that pure Von Miller edge rusher. Not obviously we're not talking about skill, but just in terms of play style, a guy who's going to stand up, stand out there on the outside and just rush, rush, rush down after down. He's a do it all sort of guy and he's put up good decent sack and pressure numbers but his the worrying sign with judon is that his pass his pass rush grades of pff haven't been good and if you look at there are a lot of charts out there about pass rush win rates relative to double team rates things like that that sort of show you how legitimate a player's pass rushing production is and judon's consistently uh, graded pretty low in those charts in terms of his win rates and how often he gets double teamed um, he's drawn a lot of favorable matchups in that defense uh, because the Ravens have a lot of talent up front and it's made it easy for a lot of guys like Judon and also Bowser to an extent uh, to benefit and put up a lot of numbers, even if they're not actually that great of pass rushers. So Judon's a good player. Uh, he, he brings a lot to the table, but he definitely should not be paid as if he's going to come in and be your superstar edge rusher. There are two players that really intrigue me on this list for different reasons. One of them is a guy that I talked about before, Jadavion Clowney. I don't think that he's ever been an elite player, but he's been treated as one in a lot of circles. I think he's an excellent run defender, but as far as pass rusher, he's always been sort of ordinary to me, and his sack numbers this year are what made a lot of people take notice of that. But you and I have talked about Clowney in the past and how if you look at his pressure rates and all of that, he's more of a middle-of-the-pack-ish type of pass rusher than anything else. But now coming off that year in Tennessee where everybody perceives that he's lost a step, you wonder if just like Ngakwe, he could end up getting a one-year deal where he tries to prove himself and put himself back out on the market, or if it's a long-term deal, if it ends up being a lot less than originally anticipated. And the other guy that stood out to me was Ryan Kerrigan. 
I've said for years that Ryan Kerrigan is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Now, he's older, he's 32, he'll be 33 when the season starts, and he's certainly not a long-term solution. But if they could get him on a one-year deal, the combination of leadership and just wherewithal that he would bring on top of even the five and a half sacks that he had the last two years, it's not top-notch, but you could do a lot worse if they could get him on an affordable contract. Yeah, so first with Clowney, he's a guy who was, I think, overrated by a lot of people in the past because of the number one pick status and just the name brand, Um, seeing him as a superstar when he really wasn't. But now it's on the opposite side. He had zero sacks last year. He had three for the Seahawks. So now I think people kind of look at him as a complete bum who can't do anything. But he's really not that at all. He's a very good player. Um, In spite of that, just sacks have never been his thing. He doesn't really have great bend. A lot of his wins are to the inside where it's going to be harder to finish sacks from the edge if you're going inside and you're going into the traffic rather than bending the corner. So sacks have never been his thing. He hasn't even hit 10 sacks in a season in his career. And over he's really averaged only about five, six a season, but his run defense has always been great. It was again for the Titans this past season. And in terms of pressure, he's, not elite there, but he's very good. His pressure rate this past season was the 69th percentile, and even his pass rush grade at PFF was way up there at the 68th, so pretty good. Uh, so the zero sacks definitely undersells him. So if he gets paid like a zero sack guy, he's going to be a steal for someone. Uh, we'll, we'll see if the league actually pays him closer to the way he actually played than that zero sacks, then it would be fair. But if he gets... If he gets severely underpaid just because he had no sacks, then someone's going to get a steal. He's way better than that. Uh, Then Kerrigan is another interesting one. I agree with you. He's a massively underrated player. I mean, he was he's right up there in that class of the best pass rushers uh, of the last decade. Mm -hmm. The Chandler Jones is the Von Millers, maybe Mm -hmm. not quite at that level, but right there with them. Four double digit sack seasons. He's eight and a half for every single season for seven years in a row. Uh, seven and a half sacks at least for the first eight years of his career um so he's a great he was a great player he has fallen off quite a bit the past couple seasons this past year he was 32 years old and his pressure numbers were really low near the bottom of the league but if if you're just going to get him on a cheap one-year deal uh almost very low cost you can get some good leadership out of him um and maybe he can sort of find a little bit more production than he did last season because again i think it has to be known that he he struggled last season he didn't put up much pressure at all he's actually the 19th percentile among edge rushers in terms of pressure rate so he probably doesn't have much left but um, for leadership purposes and even depth he could definitely still make sense i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk inside linebacker now, Michael, because a lot of people don't think about that position with the Jets. But let's be honest. They have a real need there. It's not as important as edge rusher, but the only guy that they have that's proven at that spot right now is C.J. Mosley, and he's barely played in the last two years. So you have no idea what you're getting out of the star inside linebacker that you have on the team. And then from there, who do you got? Anawasar, he was hurt all year last year. I don't even know if he's going to make the team. Neville Hewitt is a free agent. So there's nobody there that you can bank on and even Mosley has his questions because of the fact that he hasn't played in two years. So the Jets are going to have to make some moves in the draft and free agency at this spot. And one guy that you put as number one with a bullet on this list and think he could be one of the biggest steals of free agency potentially is Denzel Perriman. Yeah, there, I love talking about this linebacker market uh, because, like you said, very underrated need. More people should be talking about it for the Jets. They only have one good linebacker on the team. And the rest of the guys are unproven or impending free agents. Uh, it's, it's a huge need, especially in this scheme where you really need your linebackers to be able to cover. Jets don't have any who can do that besides C.J. Mosley. Maybe some who project to do it well, like Blake Cashman, but haven't proven it yet. Uh, so it's a big need. And this is a market that has quite a few guys who I think fit what the Jets are looking for really well. And a lot of them are under the radar names that might not get huge deals. Perryman is one of them. Uh, so this past season didn't play a lot for the Chargers, only 24 snaps a game. And that's about the role he's been playing throughout his career. Uh, he's been more of a situational player. But this past season, in terms of what he produced on a per snap basis, he was extremely good. He was putting up star caliber numbers in terms of efficiency. His coverage was outstanding. His run stop rate, he was all over the place in terms of picking up run stops. And coverage only gave up four yards a target, which is incredibly good. That's about half of what the average is for the position. Uh, as a pass rusher, he was really good. So he 
every single facet, he was playing great football. He's going to turn 29 later this year, so he is up there. But he's a guy who hasn't really had the chance to be a full-time starter, so he could be a worthy gamble. Um, another one of my favorites in, in this position group I've talked about a lot on Twitter is Nicholas Morrow for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Only going to be 26 years old this season. Has experience in a 4-3 scheme. Great in coverage. Uh, had some of the best coverage numbers among linebackers this past season. Only five yards a target. Um, so, And he actually did get the chance to start near the end of the season for the Raiders. And once he did, he was one of the best coverage linebackers in the league among starters. Fourth best coverage grade at PFF over the last eight weeks of the season. I like Nicholas Morrow quite a bit. He's a, he's a good fit, I think. And a guy who more Jets fans should be talking about because he probably won't get paid a lot of money he doesn't have a ton of starting experience doesn't have the flashiest numbers in the box score and isn't really a name guy and also doesn't have the draft pedigree which is something that comes into you know uh, comes into play for free agents quite a bit when it really shouldn't because it was such a long time ago we shouldn't really be using it Uh, but a lot of times guys will get paid based on that draft pedigree uh, whether teams think they can unlock that talent but Morrow's an undrafted free agent uh, back in 2017 so he doesn't have that to his resume either but you look at the way he played last season and he was very good and he fits the need that the Jets have in terms of coverage at linebacker and a lot of teams will be looking for as well so Nicholas Morrow of the Raiders very underrated free agent who I think makes a lot of sense another underrated free agent who would make a lot of sense if the Jets are looking for a linebacker that's good in coverage is Jayon Brown from Tennessee the last time the Jets got a linebacker from Tennessee it was Avery Williamson he wasn't as good in coverage obviously as Brown but he turned out to be a pretty solid signing for the amount of money that they gave him until he got hurt the only downside here is that Jayon Brown is spelled a lot like and sounds like Jalen Brown so Joe Douglas might get confused and think that he's signing the basketball player that's on the Celtics. Well, the Celtics are a team that's worse than the New York Knicks right now, so I don't know if they're anything to be afraid of. So (laughs) uh, I don't think that is something that Joe Douglas would have to be too wary of if Danny Ainge tried to get involved, because I'd rather be in New York with the amazing New York Knicks franchise. There's also that other team uh, across the river. I think they're Mm. somewhat decent, but it's about the Knicks right now. But anyway, Jayon Brown (laughs) is a guy who, like Nicholas Tomorrow, can really cover, I think is a good fit in a 4-3 scheme. Uh, His coverage this past season, eight passes defended in only 10 games. That gives him the best per-game average of passes defended among linebackers. Had eight passes defended in 2019. That's a really good number for linebackers. Um, And also his coverage numbers are great. He only gave up uh, .62 yards per cover snap this past season, which is very low for the position. His coverage grades are consistently great. Uh, He's only given up four touchdowns in his career. That's only 1.7% of his targets, less than half of the linebacker average. Uh, So he's a guy who has a great resume over the course of his career. And that's what's important. That's that's what gets players paid, I think, much of the time, is having that year-over-year consistency to where teams can feel good about you maintaining that production going forward. Uh, One-year wonder guys do get paid. We see it all the time. They absolutely do. But if you're able to go into free agency with a track record of playing really well over multiple seasons, then that's how you become a guy who's a surefire, uh, big money, big money target. And I think Jayon Brown is that. So I don't think Brown is going to be cheap and it might be tough for the Jets to swallow two inside linebacker contracts. Um, But the thing is, Brown gives you value in the passing game, which is what you need. He's 
great in coverage. He's proven it year over year. Um, so he is a guy who you can make a case for it, even though it's not the prettiest thing to have two inside linebackers on your cap sheet making eight figures. Brown solves a big need. He's great in the passing game. He's young. He's only 26, only recently turned 26. So uh, it could make sense for the Jets. I do think he's going to be expensive, though. So it will be interesting to see if that's something they actually would be willing to do. A couple of other big names that are going to be on the market. Matt Milano from Buffalo, undersized, but a really good player. And obviously it would be nice to steal him away from a division rival. KJ Wright, who's a little on the older side, but one of the better inside linebackers in the league. Levante David, who's still one of the best inside linebackers in the league, but he's over 30. He's going to get a lot of money. So maybe the Jets, as you just said, don't want to go with more than one big contract for an inside linebacker. Tell me about those guys and what you think of the possibility of the Jets dipping their toe in those waters. Well, I think Levante David is definitely, uh, he's in that conversation to be the best linebacker in the league. He's going to be 31 years old this season, but uh, the Jets, I don't think. He's going to get a big contract, I think, in spite of his age because he's still extremely good. So I don't think the Jets will be dipping into another guy of that, um, in terms of that magnitude of cost. A, A guy like Brown, you can make the case because of his age. You feel good that he can be around for three, four, maybe even five years. David being on the older side, I don't see it. Uh, Milano had a down year for the Bills this past season. He's only going to be 26 years old, but the coverage numbers were not there this season. He gave up quite a bit, but he was really good the season before that. So it will be interesting to see how teams handle him. He also didn't play that much this season, only 33 and a half snaps per game, which is about half of the usual amount of snaps uh, or the full amount of snaps in a game. Uh, So he didn't play much. His coverage wasn't great. I think Milano's one of the more overrated free agents right now. Again, had a great 2019 season. So we'll be interesting to see if he can get back to that. But this past season, missed six games, didn't play a lot, and didn't play well. So I think he's sort of overrated right now. Uh, But those two guys, in terms of the bigger names, I think there's a lot of value on this linebacker market in some of the more underrated names like Nicholas Morrow and a few more guys that we'll definitely get to uh, as we continue looking at this position. And two guys, Michael, that I would imagine wouldn't have much value on the open market for obvious reasons. Neville Hewitt and Harvey Lange or Longy, depending on who you ask. I still haven't figured that out because I've heard it said both ways. I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's a mystery and it probably always will be because I don't expect to see him or Neville Hewitt back. Yeah, I really don't like these two guys at all. As players, as players, of course. Great, great guys, for sure. <laughs> um, especially Lange has really good story. Very rootable guy. But talking about what they bring on the field, I don't like much of these two guys. Um, Lange really struggled this season. He had some highlight reel plays in which he uh, he plays very hard. He's an athletic guy. But that's just the nature of the linebacker position. The plays they make really pop off the screen. They make hard hits. They get fumble recoveries, interceptions, things like that. But it's it's about the full body of work at linebacker because they're involved in so much and a lot of their impact is so subtle that you can't just judge it on the handful of splash plays you see. There's a lot of missed tackles that you're forgetting about. There's bad, bad angles in the run game. There's bad coverage, bad positioning in zone. Uh, there's blitzes that go to waste because they go in the wrong lane and they let the quarterback scramble. A lot of stuff that just goes under the radar. Uh, so I think Lange really struggled. He's a good special teamer. 
um, but not a good linebacker as of right now. And then Neville Hewitt is a very interesting case. Um, to me, I think he's a good backup. We know what he does. He hits really hard. He's pretty decent against the run. I don't think he's great in that phase. He did put up pretty good numbers against the run this year, but that was an outlier against the rest of his career. when he was generally pretty bad against the run, actually, because even though he hits hard, he doesn't actually get there that often because in spite of the tackle totals, he takes a lot of bad angles and gave up some big plays, especially in 2019 with the jets. Uh, so let's say he's decent against the run, but in coverage it's, it's just not there. He doesn't have the athleticism to cover that much ground. His instincts aren't all that great in zone coverage. He's a guy who is a spot dropper. He just drops to the spot in zone. Doesn't really feel out the concepts around him and get to the ball, make plays and shut down passing lanes. Uh, So I think Hewitt is a pretty overrated player because of his tackle totals. Uh, Tackles are, it's one of the worst stats in football. doesn't really mean anything to get a tackle. A lot of times when you get a tackle, it's because you gave up a catch or, you know, you were a part of the reason that a play was successful, but you still get a tackle. Uh, It doesn't actually mean you did something good. Uh, So I think tackles are a bad stat. And Hewitt is one of the guys who is overrated because he has a lot of them, but wasn't actually necessarily good. So, Hewitt and both these guys, if they want to bring them back as to be a backup, to play on special teams, both of them are pretty decent on special teams, then by all means, that makes sense. But um, Hewitt definitely should not be, cannot start next to Mosley. You need someone more athletic to be next to him who can cover ground in coverage and, and just has good coverage ability. Uh, and then Langy's just not a starting caliber player right now. So I don't think either of these guys are worthy of being considered uh, to start for the Jets next year. Again, bring him back for special teams. Langy third string backup if you want. Hewitt, the backup Mike behind Mosley. But neither of them are starting material. Michael, last order of business, some stopgap options. Perhaps Kevin Pierre-Lewis could be in the mix. But the name that really caught my eye for obvious reasons is Malcolm Smith. He's not what he used to be. He's in his 30s now. He probably would only be a short-term solution. However, it would be really cool to have a former Super Bowl MVP on this team, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it definitely would. It would. He'd instantly be one of the most successful players on the roster. But Malcolm Smith, he's going to be 32 this season, but covered really well for the Browns this past season. And that's his specialty. He dropped into coverage on 64% of his snaps for the Browns. That's the highest rate among any of the qualified free agent linebackers. So he was specifically playing on passing downs for them. And he played really well in coverage, good coverage numbers. And there are a few other veterans who make a lot of sense in this role as well. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, former Jet, played for them in 2018 a little bit. Nothing amazing, but last two years, he's really had a late career breakout. Bears last season, uh, and then Washington in 2020. Really good coverage numbers. Another guy like Smith, who's a passing down sort of player, used specifically for that role, and has done really well uh, in terms of what they brought in coverage. They're both good tacklers out in the flat. uh, And even though they're up there in age, they can still move and do some things in coverage. Uh, And then another guy who's, uh, unlike these two, Malcolm Smith, Pierre Lewis, are situational players not every down starters uh, but a guy who's still an every down starter and a good one late into his career is KJ Wright with the Seahawks who actually was uh, obviously shared some time with Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala in Seattle about a decade ago uh, but KJ Wright can still play he led linebackers and passes defended this past season with 10 great coverage numbers his run defense was solid 
Uh, and he played 62 snaps a game, was an every down player for the Seahawks. Uh, so he can still definitely uh, start for you and play at a high level. He did have sort of a down season in 2019. So he bounced back uh, in his age 31 season in 2020. Uh, so there is sort of that question mark of, was that for real? Can he still do that? Is he going to fall back down? And look, he's going to be 32. So, you know, that's a risk. Um, but this past season, he played well. So if you're looking for just one year deal, veteran leadership, all that good stuff, and also a guy who can still cover really well. It's not like he's a downhill thumping sort of guy. KJ Wright has experience in this same style of defense that the Jets will probably run, uh, actually played under the same two coaches that are going to run that defense uh, and is you know built to be a 4-3 sort of linebacker who can cover ground for you. Uh, he can do those things even at 32 years old. So I like Kate, if the Jets want a guy who's just going to come in on a one-year deal uh, or even if it's two years, just anything short-term, low guarantees, uh, KJ Wright makes sense. He is a guy who fits this scheme and can still cover well. Two former Seattle linebackers, both past their prime, but both still reasonably productive, could be decent options for the Jets as we get closer to that magic date, March 17th. Michael Nania, the resident stack geek and co-founder over at JetsXFactor.com. As always, appreciate you joining me for the Chronicles. We're going to wrap up this free agency series next week because it'll be the final week before free agency kicks off. In the meantime, I know you've got a ton of great stuff up over at JetsXFactor.com, right? Oh, yeah. So much more free agency stuff. I'm trying to get to every single free agent for the most part there's something out there on all these qualified free agents um that's for sure because i've already ranked the qualifiers at all the positions of need but getting to a lot of specific profiles on key guys um i've been keying in on some of the jets biggest specific weaknesses all the way down to punt coverage uh kickoff returning running back big play explosiveness all these specific things and looking at the free agents that can solve those um, we've also got a few new writers, um, who are great in the film breakdowns, uh, part of the, in part of things, a couple of former quarterbacks actually. So check them out. Um, their film breakdowns have been really, really good. They know a lot from a schematic perspective. They've gone to Zach Wilson. Uh, they've gone into Bryce Hall and Sam, some Sam Darnold struggles. So a lot more film breakdown content as well. Also the off season sim simulator, uh, which we launched recently has been a lot of fun to play with and see what other people have been doing. Um, get the chance to do the draft trades, free agency and all that for the jets. So that's been fun as well. So um, enjoying the off season and really looking forward to it uh, continuing and heating up as we get into free agency month. And uh, we're one month away from draft month as well. It all goes by so fast, Michael, like you said, it seems like it was just yesterday that we were all yelling fire gaze, and now we're looking forward to free agency and the draft. So make sure you're following Michael on Twitter at Michael underscore Nania and checking out his work over at JetsXFactor.com. And make sure you're checking out everything awesome at PlayLikeAJet.com. Michael mentioned some film breakdowns. We've got a great one up right now on Zach Wilson by my buddy Luke Grant. A ton of great content. I wrote a 2,000-word piece about why the Jets should do everything they can to get Deshaun Watson, including 
rebuttals to all the objections to giving up a ton of draft capital in a deal. So go ahead and check all of that out. Of course, you can get the Daily Show over there as well. Play like a jet. It'll be available everywhere where you can download podcasts, but also you can still listen to it if you like over at playlikeajet.com. By the way, if you haven't given us a five-star review in iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anytime Wear with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.